Hi, hi, hi. It's time for the math grind today. Welcome to After Class, the podcast with Miss Donovan, our Geometry Week 15 overview. Woot, woot. We're going over our topics from this week, 16.1 through 16.4, as well as at the end of the podcast, we'll have an assessment number 15 overview, which I know is what you're all here for. So let's get into the topic. Okay, so let's start off with our mathematician of the week this week. Our mathematician of the week this week was named uh, Subramayan Kandastraka or Kandastrakar. He was born October 19, 1910 in Lahore, India, which is now Pakistan. He died August 21st, 1995. He attended the Presidency College in Madras, which is now Chennai, and the University of Cambridge. He was a longtime professor at the University of Chicago, so not too far away from us. He is described as an Indian-American astrophysicist who spent most of his personal life in the United States. In 1983, he was awarded the Nobel Prize for Physics with William A. Fowler for the theoretical studies of the physical processes of the importance to the structure of evolution of the stars. His mathematical treatment uh, treatment of stellar evolution yielded many of the current theoretical models for later evolutionary stages of massive stars and black holes. And he actually uh, created something called the Shatter, uh, or he found something called the Shatter-Kondestrakar limits which is named after him. So again, what's really cool about him is that he used his math in other ways, which you'll see with a lot of famous mathematicians. They're not just mathematicians, they're astronomers or physicists or engineers and so on and so forth. So that is our Mathematician of the Week. Okay, so let's get into the topic from Monday. Monday we started 16-1. Our target was I can develop criteria for showing that a quadrilateral is a parallelogram and prove that a quadrilateral is a parallelogram. Um, so first of all, a quadrilateral is a shape with four sides. If you don't remember that, that might be a little bit helpful and hopefully you do remember that for your assessment. There are five ways to prove a quadrilateral is a parallelogram. And remember a parallelogram is um, a quadrilateral. So a shape with four sides that has two sets of parallel sides. Um, so their opposite sides are parallel. The first way to prove a quadrilateral is a parallelogram is if you know both pairs of opposite sides are parallel. Remember, parallel lines have the same slope, so that might be some way or some somehow if you're asked to figure out uh, if it's parallel, remember they have the same slopes. The second way was was if both pairs of opposite sides were congruent. To figure that out, you'd use the distance formula or the Pythagorean theorem here. The third way, one pair of opposite sides are congruent and parallel. So either the top and the bottom or the left and right side are both parallel and congruent to each other. The fourth way, saying both pairs of opposite angles are congruent. And then the last one was the diagonals bisect each other and you would use the midpoint formula to make sure they did that. If they both had the same exact midpoint, both diagonals, then they would bisect each other. Remember that bisect means you split it in half. So after we went over those five, we had nine questions on that worksheet that were just quadrilaterals where we were told certain sides were parallel or diagonals were congruent. We were just told a bunch of stuff and we had to go ahead and look through whether or not they were uh, parallelograms based on what was given to us. So we used the five theorems I stated before and went through them. So really pay attention. What do you know and what do you what do you maybe don't know? Next, uh, we looked at a at a shape. Um, uh, we were given a quadrilateral, C-O-D-L, and we put it, we plotted it on a graph 
after we plotted it on the graph, uh, we decided to do three ways to figure, we did three ways to figure out if it was a parallelogram. The first way is we used the slopes of all the sides. Um, if we had both pairs of opposite sides are parallel, that was one way to say that yes, those are parallelograms. The next thing we did was um, we showed the parallel if the parallelogram like was a parallelogram by finding that it had two sets of opposite sides were congruent. So we used the Pythagorean theorem or the distance formula there to do so. Um, and then the last way we did with the same thing was we found the midpoint of both the diagonals. And if they were congruent or the same, then the diagonals bisected each other. And yes, it was a parallelogram. We did this all for the same shape. So once we found out it was a parallelogram for the first one, uh, we knew we'd be doing something wrong if we didn't figure out it was a parallelogram for the other two ways to figure it out. So again, those five theorems that we learned are going to be the most important aspect of what's going on, especially for figuring out if something is a parallelogram. So let's get into Tuesday. On Tuesday, we started 16-2. I can develop criterion for showing a quadrilateral is a rectangle, and I can prove a quadrilateral is a rectangle. So a quadrilateral or a rectangle, remember, is a parallelogram with four 90 degree angles. So um, if we can prove it's a parallelogram, we just have to prove, or if we know it's a parallelogram, we just have to prove something else as well to go on and prove that it's a rectangle. So again, a rectangle is a more specific version of a parallelogram. So we started off with a theorem. If a parallelogram has one right angle, then it has four right angles um, and it is a rectangle. So remember with parallelograms, opposite sides are congruent and uh, consecutive sides are supplementary. So if they're supplementary, that means they add up to 180. If you subtract 180 from 90 or 180 minus 90, you get 90. So then using your opposite angles are congruent. Uh, you would be able to figure out all the angles are 90 degrees. So if you have a parallelogram and one angle um, is a right angle, then the rest of them are as well and it is a rectangle. So then we went on and we did, we plotted some points and we found the slopes again um, because we wanted to figure out um, if they had right angles. Remember, if you're trying to figure out if something has right angles, that means those two lines are perpendicular. So they're gonna have perpendicular slopes. So that means the slopes need to be the opposite reciprocal. So they need to change the sign and flip the fraction. So again, um, if you're trying to find out if two, um, if an angle is 90 degrees, you need to figure out if the two lines that are creating that angle are perpendicular. And if so, uh, then the angle is 90 degrees. The next thing is we talked about our next theorem, um, where the theorem was if a quadrilateral is equal angular, then it's a rectangle. Remember, equal angular means equal angle measures. So when we talked about it, um, first, we were like, why isn't it a square? Well, we don't know anything about the side lengths. We only know the angle measures. So if we don't know the side lengths, then it's just a rectangle. To find that out, again, um, you would do your 360 divided by F4, which equals 90 degrees. Again, if it's equal angular, it's going to be a rectangle. We then went through and we found out some, um, we looked at diagonals. So we had a parallelogram or a quadrilateral here with two congruent diagonals, and we were trying to figure out if we could prove it was a rectangle. That led us to the theorem, if the diagonals of a parallelogram are congruent, then the parallelogram is a rectangle. So if you have parallel uh, diagonals, you have a rectangle. To determine that, uh, you can either use the distance formula or the Pythagorean theorem if you're given specific, a like specific question that is on a coordinate plane. 
Um, you can use the distance formula or the Pythagorean theorem. And last thing we did is we went through all over all of the theorems that we had learned. So I'm going to quickly summarize this. So we had to show a quadrilateral had four right angles. That's a way you could show a parallelogram has one right angle because you can prove opposite angles are congruent and consecutive angles are supplementary. You could show a quadrilateral is equal angular, or you can show that the diagonals of a parallelogram are congruent. So again, those are specific things to rectangles, and it's different if you know it's a quadrilateral or a parallelogram that's going to impact what you have to figure out. So let's get on to Wednesday. On Wednesday, we looked at uh, section 16-3. I can develop criterion for showing that a quadrilateral is a rhombus, and I can prove the quadrilateral is a rhombus. So again, we had a different note sheet. Um, part of it came from the book, uh, but so you could have used it, but I did provide this note sheet that was given to us. We had four major theorems for this section. Again, we were proving that it was a rhombus. To go over what a rhombus is, a rhombus is a parallelogram with four congruent sides. And you might be like, but isn't that a square? Remember, a square has four congruent sides and four right angles. A rhombus just has four congruent sides. It doesn't necessarily matter what the angles are. So we had two theorems right off the bat. We had if a parallelogram has two consecutive congruent sides, then it has four congruent sides and is a rhombus. And if you know it's a parallelogram, opposite sides are congruent. So if you know the two sides next to each other are congruent, you can prove the other two sides are congruent as well. And then if a quadrilateral is equilateral, then it is a rhombus. Remember, equilateral means all sides congruent. So yes, that does make sense. Then we went on and we were given a parallelogram where there was a um, where we were given diagonals that were perpendicular and we were trying to prove that all the sides were congruent um, using the triangles that those diagonals created. So a thing to remember is if the diagonals of a parallelogram are congruent, then the parallelogram is a or not congruent. If the diagonals of a parallelogram are perpendicular, not congruent, perpendicular, then a parallelogram is a rhombus. So that was another one of our theorems. If the diagonals of a parallelogram are perpendicular, then the parallelogram is a rhombus. After that, we went to talk about how diagonals bisecting angles, which led us to the last theorem. If a diagonal bisects a pair of opposite angles in a parallelogram, then the parallelogram is the rhombus. So those were the four theorems we worked with. From there, we did, uh, we plotted four points and had, um, we had a quadrilateral. We wanted to determine if it was a parallelogram, a rhombus, or a rectangle. So first we had to work through to make sure it was parallelogram. We needed two sets of parallel sides. So we needed two sets of parallel slopes. So we did that and we found out it was a parallelogram. If it's not a parallelogram, it's not a rhombus or a rectangle or a square. So that already takes it out. But if it is, it could potentially be one of the others. Um, we then went to see if the sides were perpendicular, the consecutive sides, um, so they created 90 degree angles. They did not, so it was not a rectangle. And then the last thing we checked is if all the sides were congruent, which they were, so it was a rhombus. Then again, here I'm going to summarize all four theorems you need to know for your rhombus. Um, first, you need to show a quadrilateral has four sides, or you could show a parallelogram has two consecutive sides because you can prove opposite sides are congruent. You can show the diagonals of a parallelogram are perpendicular, or you can show the diagonals of a parallelogram bisect a pair of opposite angles. You just need to show one of these things to prove it's a rhombus. And something to think about um, is that if a rectangle is a square, um, then it is also a rhombus. And if a rhombus is a square, then it is also a rectangle. So when we get into squares for Thursday, 
we need to both make sure we are making it sure there's a parallelogram, a rhombus, and a rectangle because then it is square. Okay, just remember Thursday. Thursday. Can you remember Thursday? <laughs> yeah, so Tuesday? <laughs> Thursday. Look, if you need help remembering, just think of it like this. The third day, all right? Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when? Huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day, okay? So let's get into Thursday. Our target for Thursday was I can develop criterion for showing the quadrilateral is a square and prove the quadrilateral is a square. Remember, a square is a parallelogram that is also a rectangle and a rhombus. So a square is a parallelogram with four congruent sides and four right angles. So if we were given, if we knew something was a quadrilateral, we didn't know if it was a parallelogram or a um, rectangle or a rhombus, we just knew it was a quadrilateral. There are two ways we could prove it's a square. The first way is we need to know all four sides are congruent and all four angles are right. If you know those two things, you can prove a quadrilateral is a square. The second way we can do that is if we can prove all three of these things. The diagonals bisect each other, the diagonals are congruent, or the diagonals are perpendicular. So again, if you know it's a quadrilateral, there are two ways to prove that it is a square, either by the four right sides and four right angles, or your three diagonals. They bisect each other, are congruent, and are perpendicular. Those two scenarios you can take um, and be like, if it's a quadrilateral, here we go. I know these things. I can prove it's a square. If you know it's a parallelogram, it's a little different. If you know it's a parallelogram, there are two ways you can prove that it's a square. The first way is knowing consecutive sides are congruent and one angle is right. The second way is knowing the diagonals are congruent and the diagonals are perpendicular. So again, two ways for that one too. If you have a rectangle and you wanna prove it's a square, you would either need to prove that all the consecutive sides are congruent or the diagonals are perpendicular. If you knew it was a rhombus and you wanted to prove it was a square, you would either need to know that one angle is right or the diagonals are congruent. So those are, again, four ways um, that we can, um, or those are the ways that if you know what a specific shape is and you want to prove it's a square, that you can go from that shape to proving it's a square. The next thing we did is we did three examples. We were given coordinate points that we had to plot um, for all of them, and we wanted to prove that they were a square. So again, to do that, you need to prove that it is a rhombus and a rectangle and a parallelogram. So you need to prove the opposite sides are, um, are parallel. For a lot of these, though, we were actually told that these were a parallelogram, so we didn't actually need to go ahead and do that. So we just want to um, go ahead and either figure out that the sides are congruent or the consecutive and the consecutive sides were perpendicular. So again, um, to prove sides are congruent, you're going to either do the distance formula or the Pythagorean theorem. To show that consecutive sides are perpendicular, you're going to look at the slopes. The slopes need to be opposite reciprocals. So we did a lot of looking at slopes and a lot of looking at side length. Um, if you have a quadrilateral where um, the lines are vertical and horizontal, so they're not like diagonal, you can count the distance between the points if they're vertical and diagonal. That's really a vertical and horizontal. Um, you can't do that with a diagonal line, but you can do that with horizontal or vertical lines. And then again, we really just worked on finding the slopes. So if you want to prove consecutive sides are perpendicular, then you need opposite reciprocal slopes. If you want to prove consecutive sides are, uh, are congruent, then you need to go ahead and um, do the distance formula or the Pythagorean theorem. If you can prove both of those things, you can prove something is a square. And that is it for what we did on Thursday. It's Friday, Friday.
Okay, so the section you've all been waiting for, which I know the only reason you've come here is the uh, assessment number 15 overview. So let's go ahead and look at it. There are three sections. Uh, you're seeing 15.2 and 15.3 for the la uh, second time and 15.4 for the second time as well. So there is that section. And then the first time you're seeing 16.1 through 16.4 is, is this assessment, um, but that is going to be one section. So for 15.2 and 15.3, you're gonna be asked one question about the angles of a isosceles triangle. So remember um, the angles of an isosceles triangle, they're gonna have two sets of congruent angles and that those angles are going to be, um, the so the opposite angles are going to be supplementary. So remember opposite angles are going to be supplementary in the isosceles triangle. Um, and the angles that are um, the pairs are going uh, going to be congruent. For 15.4, there's two questions. One's asking about the side length of a rhombus. So remember, they're congruent, so they equal each other. You're going to have to solve for y. Last one is asking about a square. Um, the angle measure of a square is equal to 90 degrees. You need to solve for x. So set up that situation equal to 90 degrees. The last section is our newest section here, which is really... Um, just one, you're kind of being asked like to do four things. The first thing is you're gonna to need to graph your uh, your quadrilateral. You're getting quadrilateral, it has four sides, you need to graph it. Um, then after you graph it, you're going to need to find the lengths of the sides and the slopes of each side. From there, you're gonna ask what's the most, you're being asked what's the most descriptive name of the quadrilateral. So you can either uh, circle quadrilateral, parallelogram, kite, rhombus, rectangle, or square. Uh, don't circle kite. We didn't do them. Um, so that would just be silly of you. Um, but remember, you're going to need to know some of the theorems. So a quad, a if it's a quadrilateral, that means that it does not have two sets of parallel sides. If it has two sets of parallel sides, it's either going to be a parallelogram or anything else. So remember, uh, parallel sides are going to be represented by congruent slopes. Next, if you have perpendicular slopes, um, so like the consecutive sides are perpendicular and they have perpendicular slopes, that means it could be a rectangle. And if the sides are congruent, it could be a rhombus. If it has all of those things I listed, it's going to be a square. So you're gonna to need to go ahead and work through it, but I'm asking you to find the length of each side and the length of, and the slope of each side to go ahead and help you figure out um, if it's like a quadrilateral parallelogram, rhombus, rectangle, or square. So it's only two pages, uh, you have to do the whole thing. So that's exciting. But other than that, that is our assessment number 15. And that is it for our week 15 overview of After Class, the podcast for geometry. Woot woot. If you have any questions, you can always come to my office hours, which are from 2, 10 to 3 o'clock, which you should know that. Um, but other than that, you could shoot me an email. Good luck in your assessment. Make sure to turn in your week 15 homework. And other than that, I'll see you in class. <laughs>